أُولَئِكَ Those people الَّذِينَ They are those who نَتَقَبَّلُ عَنْهُمْ We accept from them قَبُول قَافْ بَالَامْ We accept from them أَحْسَنَ Best of مَا عَمِلُوا Of that which they did We accept their best deeds from them وَنَتَجَاوَزُوا And we overlook We forgive them For what? عَنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ From their sins We overlook their sins And they will be في أصحاب الجنة Amongst the companions of paradise وعد الصدق Promise of truth Meaning this is a true promise That Allah is making الذي كانوا يعدون That which they were promised Meaning it will be fulfilled Two things are mentioned over here That such people Who recognize Allah's favors And their parents' ihsan also Who are grateful to Allah Grateful to their parents Such people Allah will accept their good deeds from them. And Allah will overlook their mistakes. For there are many mistakes. But because of their righteousness towards their parents, Allah will accept the good deeds of such people. And if a person is not good to his parents, then what does it mean? Will his deeds be accepted? The Prophet ﷺ said, The pleasure of the Lord is in the pleasure of one's father. And the anger of the Lord is in the anger of one's father. Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu said, رِضَ الرَّبِّ فِي رِضَ الْوَالِدِ وَسَّخَطُ الرَّبِّ فِي سَّخَطِ الْوَالِدِ Making one's father angry, upset, is basically making who upset? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Making one's father happy, is making who happy? Allah happy with us. We learned that once, Ata bin Yasar, he said that a man came to Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. And he had a very sad story. He said that, I asked a woman to marry me and she refused. And another man asked her and she agreed to marry him. So I got very jealous and I killed her. Is there any way for me to repent? He's asking Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, is there any way for me to repent? What can I do? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu asked him, is your mother alive? He said, no. He said, repent to Allah and try to draw near Him as much as you can. Meaning since your mother is not alive, what you can do is do tawbah and do your best to draw near to Allah as best as you can. In other narrations, we learn that his aunt was alive, so he was told to do good to the aunt. So, Ata bin Yasar, he said, I went to Ibn Abbas and I asked him, that why did you ask him if his mother was alive? I mean, what does his mother have to do with the fact that he committed murder? Ibn Abbas anhu said, I don't know of a deed closer to Allah Meaning, I don't know of a deed that takes one closer to Allah other than one's dutifulness to the mother. Meaning, the only deed I know of that takes one closer to Allah is what? Doing ihsan to one's parents. So part of tawbah is what? Do ihsan towards one's parents. Even if the crime is unrelated. It's unrelated. But if you want to please Allah... Do good to your mother. Do good to your father. If you've committed a sin because of which you're feeling so guilty, in your heart there's a huge burden. You've repented from that sin. You've left it. You're doing istighfar. But that guilt is there. Do good to your parents. 
And this is a sahih narration which is in Al-Adab Al-Mufrad, the book of Imam Bukhari. We learn about another narration in which a man, he came to Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu. And he said that basically this man was, uh, he had joined the khawarij. Khawarij were people who basically kharaja, they had left actual Islam, but they considered themselves to be the perfect Muslims. And they even declared the Sahaba to be disbelievers. This is something that happened in the time of the companions. So what happened? This man, he had joined the khawarij. And he realized eventually that this is not the right people I want to be with. So he left them and he joined the Muslims. He came to Ibn Umar and he said that, you know, I've done certain sins that are very, very serious. Right? How should I repent from them? Ibn Umar asked him, what are those sins? Tell me. So he listed a couple of things and Ibn Umar said, these are not major sins. Because this is a problem with the khawarij, right? They consider right to be wrong. They consider what is right as wrong. And what is actually wrong, they don't view it as wrong. So Ibn Umar said that these are not major sins. Major sins are shirk, murder. And then he listed major sins. And amongst them, he said, causing one's parents to weep through disobedience. Making your parents cry by disobeying them. Ibn Umar listed this in what? In major sins. Then Ibn Umar asked him, do you wish to separate yourself from the fire? Would you like to enter Jannah? And the man said, yes, of course. Ibn Umar asked him, are your parents still alive? The man said, my mother is. He said, by Allah, if you speak gently to her and feed her, then you will enter Jannah as long as you avoid the major sins. Two things he said. You speak gently to her and you feed her. Seems very easy. It's not easy. It requires istiqamah. Speak gently to your mother and feed her and you will enter Jannah. And that is what Allah says over here. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ نَتَقَبَّلُ عَنْهُمْ أَحْسَنَ مَا عَمِلُوا وَنَتَجَاوَزُ عَنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ فِي أَصْحَابِ الْجَنَّةِ They will be in amongst the companions of Jannah. وَعْدَ الصِّدْقِ الَّذِي كَانُوا يُعَدُونَ A true promise that was made to them. And Allah fulfilled this promise. He will fulfill this promise. So part of our Ramadan goals should also be to do what? Firstly, be thankful to Allah for our parents. However they are. You have a thousand disagreements with your father or with your mother. Right? On how they earn money or how they talk to other people or how they fight with each other. Whatever it is. Be grateful to Allah for the fact that someone took care of you when you were little. Imagine, someone took care of you when you were so weak, you couldn't even sit up. Someone fed you when you didn't even have eye-hand coordination. You didn't even have that. Or rather, hand-mouth coordination. You didn't even have that. Somebody fed you. So be grateful to Allah for our parents. And secondly, what are we going to do? Nothing? What are we going to do? Serve them. How? How? What are you going to do today? When you go home, what are you going to do today? 
to your mother or to your father to show to Allah that yes, you're grateful because you realize the blessing of parents. What will you do? Write down something. If you don't want to share, write down what you're going to do today. If they're with you, what you're going to do? If they're living in a different country, what are you going to do? If they've passed away, what are you going to do? But make an intention to do good to your parents today. Because Allah says, وَصَيْنَا We have ordered. Ihsan. Sometimes we do nothing to our parents. We neither make dua for them, nor do we keep in touch with them, nor do we do good to them. That is also not okay. We have to do ihsan. And ihsan means doing good. Doing good does not mean disappearing for months. We have to do ihsan. Something good towards our parents. Walladhi. And the one who qala, he said, liwalidayhi to his parents. In contrast, there is another person who says to his parents, uffillakuma. Uff. Uffillakuma. The word uff is said out of anxiety, distress, disgust, hatred, contempt. You know, when your heart is filled with anxiety or contempt or frustration, say uff. Uff, alif fa fa, literally means dirt or filth of the ear or the nails. Yes. Dirt or filth of what? Of what's inside the ear, earwax, okay? Or nails. And in its primary sense, uffi, the word uffi denotes blowing at a thing that has fallen upon someone, such as ashes or something dirty, something very small, but something dirty has fallen on you. So what would you do? <laughs> right? Why? Because even though it's very small, it's dirty. You don't want it on you. So right away you're gonna blow at it. This is what uffi is. It is to remove something annoying by blowing. Afu, fu, Get it? Blowing something away. Why? Because it's annoying. And uffillahu is what people say at anything they deem troublesome, displeasing, or hateful. So the word uff is basically imitative of a sound. Alright? Just like the word er, or phew, P-H-E-W. Right? Or er, U-R-G-H. Right? What is that? Is that an actual word? What is it? It's imitative of a sound. Meaning a sound that is made Right? When someone is disgusted, then a word is made out of that. And this is what uff is. So uff is basically blowing away what a person finds annoying. Uff, get away from me. This person says to his parents, uffillakuma. You understand uffillakuma now? Get away from me. You're so annoying. Allah says in the Quran, wala taqul lahuma. Uffin. Don't even say uff to your parents. But here's this person saying uff to his parents. And what does he say? Ata'idanini. A what? Ta'idanini. You both promise me. 
you're both mother and father, you're telling me that an ukhraja, that I will be brought out, meaning of the earth, I'll be resurrected, وَقَدْ خَلَتْ While it has passed, الْقُرُونُ Generations min qabli before me. So many generations have died before me, and you're telling me I'll be resurrected? What are you talking about? Oof! Stop preaching me. Right? Stop preaching to me. This is basically what he's saying. I don't believe in resurrection. Stop telling me. Wahuma. And these parents, what is their state? Both of them are يَسْتَغِيثَانِ Yastaghithani Istigatha is to desperately make dua, call for help, call for relief. Basically the word is used for when people are suffering from a long drought, they're desperate for rain, and in that condition, how will they plead? How will they beg? Yastaghithanillaha. Both of them, the mother and the father, are praying constantly, desperately for their child. And they tell him, وَيْلَكَ Woe to you, what's wrong with you? Amin, believe. إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٍ Indeed, the promise of Allah is true. Believe. So on the one hand, they're telling him to believe. And on the other hand, they're constantly making dua to him. And what is the child doing? Uff. Shooing them away. فَيَقُولُ He says, مَا هَذَا إِلَّا أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ I don't believe. It's nothing but the stories, legends of former people. This ayah was revealed 1400 years before. But it appears to be talking about who? People today. Because that is the case. This is exactly how many people are. They were at the time of the Prophet ﷺ and they are till today. What do we see in the character of this individual, this child? Pride. It's obvious. He considers his parents backward, old-fashioned. And he doesn't just think of them as backward, he treats them as if they are worth nothing. The way he's addressing them, the way he's talking to them, the kind of language he's using with them. And the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has made it prohibited for you to be disrespectful to your mothers. Don't show disrespect to your mothers. Allah has prohibited that for you. No matter how much you differ with them, do not show disrespect to them. So much so that Abu Hurairah once he saw two men walking together. And he called them. And he asked, are you related? And one of them said, yes, he's my father. He said, if he's your father, then don't call him by his name. And don't walk in front of him. And don't sit down before him. If he's your father, then what did he say? Three things. Don't call him by his name. Show respect in the way that you address him. Secondly, don't even walk in front of him. Walk either with him or behind him. And thirdly, don't sit before him. Show respect to him. This is what our deen teaches us. And we see over here where a person, he doesn't believe in the akhirah, Look at the way in which he's treating his parents. But look at the parents. Yastaghithanillaha. Because that is how parents are. No matter how their child is, they will make dua continuously, 
desperately. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ Those are the ones who حَقَّ عَلَيْهِمُ الْقَوْلُ حَقَّ It has come into effect. عَلَيْهِمْ On them. القَوْلُ The word. Which word? Of punishment. Meaning they deserve punishment. And where will they be? فِي أُمَمٍ Amongst nations. Which nations? قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ That passed before them. مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنسِ Of jinn and men. إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا خَاسِرِينَ Indeed, they all were losers. They were all arrogant. And they shall all be together. وَلِكُلِّنْ And for all. Meaning for all people. There are دَرَجَاتٌ Degrees. مِمَّا According to that which عَمِلُوا They have done. A person will have his darajah according to what? According to his amal. According to what he himself has done. Because sometimes what happens, we rely on what our parents are doing. Darajat are not inherited. Darajat are acquired by amal. وَلِكُلِّنْ دَرَجَاتٌ مِمَّا عَمِلُوا Each will have a rank according to his actions. The people of Jannah will have their ranks according to their actions. And people of hell will have the lowest ranks because of their actions. Low, low ranks in hell. وَلِيُوَفِّيَهُمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ وَلِيُوَفِّيَهُمْ And so he will recompense them. He will pay them in full. أَعْمَالَهُمْ Their deeds. وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ And they will not be wronged. Allah will compensate each for what he has done fully. Wafa yuwafi is what? Fully give someone, fully compensate them. There is no injustice. La yuzlamun. And we see sometimes the consequence of our deeds even in this life. That the way a person treats his parents, many times he sees his children treating him in the exact same way. Many times. So we need to reflect on how we are with our parents. وَيَوْمَ And on the day when يُعْرَضُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve will be presented. عَلَى النَّارُ Over the fire. Meaning they'll be exposed to the fire, the punishment of fire. Right now they're denying. Even if their parents are advising them so gently, so nicely, they're in outright denial, arrogantly rejecting. They'll be told at that time, أَذْهَبْتُمْ You took away. You took away as in you used up. طَيِّبَاتِكُمْ Your good things. Meaning the good things that were allotted for you, you use them up where? فِي حَيَاتِكُمُ الدُّنْيَا In your worldly life. You, you got a lot of good things in worldly life and you enjoyed it. That is what you aimed for and that is what you got. وَاسْتَمْتَعْتُمْ بِهَا And you enjoyed it. استمتعتم استمتع to benefit from something and enjoy it, use it. So you enjoyed yourselves, you enjoyed those good things in the worldly life. فَالْيَوْمَ So today, تُجْزَوْنَ You'll be recompensed with عَذَابَ الْهُونَ The punishment of disgrace. Why? بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَسْتَكْبِرُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ Because of the arrogance that you showed in the earth. Because you used to be arrogant in the land, بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ without any right. وَبِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَفْسُقُونَ And because you were defiantly disobedient. They thought very highly of themselves in the world, they were arrogant, because of which now they will be humiliated. What do we see in this ayah? What we learn elsewhere in the Qur'an. مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا نُوَفِّي إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا A person 
In Surah Hudayah 15, if a person wants the dunya, then he will get the dunya. But in the hereafter, what will he get? Nothing. Because he didn't aim for it. He didn't work for it. Why is this ayah mentioned over here? What's the connection between this ayah and the previous? That person is denying the akhirah, not preparing for the akhirah, doesn't believe in it. He thinks this world is everything. He says, so many people have died before, so many generations, none of them have come back. There hasn't been no resurrection so far. Well, resurrection is supposed to be on the day of judgment, right? So he says that there is no resurrection, I don't believe in it, it's only this life. Well, look at the consequence of this false belief. On the day of judgment, such people will be told, you got your good things in the worldly life. You got to eat, you had your families, you enjoyed so many things. You got it. You got so many blessings in dunya. Today, in the year after, you have nothing. Why? You never wanted it. You never strove for it. You never worked for it. So you have nothing. And this is so frightening. أَذْهَبْتُمْ طَيِّبَاتِكُمْ You have used up all your good things. Meaning, whatever good things were allotted for you, you've used them up. The Sahaba were so afraid of this. They were so afraid of this. You know, when they would get worldly blessings, they would get worried. That does this mean that we will only enjoy now? We're getting the reward, the compensation for our meager efforts today. And tomorrow when we go, there will be nothing? What if we are being recompensed for our efforts here and we won't be given anything tomorrow? We learned that once a meal was brought to Abdurrahman ibn Auf radiallahu anhu while he was fasting. So food was brought for his iftar. And tonight when you sit with your iftar, think about this. He said, Mus'ab ibn Umair was martyred and he was better than I. Yet he was shrouded in a sheet that was so small that if his head was covered, his feet became exposed. And if his feet were covered, his head became exposed. Why is he saying this? Why is he remembering Musab ibn Umayr? Because Musab ibn Umayr was one of the richest people in Makkah. And when he embraced Islam, he was one of the poorest. And he died very early. Very early. In Medinan era, he died very early. There was no scene of any victory, of any ease, of any success for the Muslims. There was only hardship on hardship. Musa ibn Umayr who died at that time, he never saw the victories, the conquest of Makkah. He never saw that. He died before that. So Abdurrahman ibn Auf is saying, Musa ibn Umayr was better than I. And he never saw what I am seeing today. He never enjoyed what I am enjoying Today, I am afraid that the reward of our deeds has been given to us in this life. I'm afraid. And Abdurrahman then started weeping so much that he couldn't eat. But what happens to us? We see something of the dunya. You know, we are so happy about it. Yes, we should be happy on receiving Allah's blessings. But at the same time, we should be concerned about what is to come in the hereafter. Don't work just to get compensated today. Aim higher. Aim higher. Aim for the akhirah. Work for that. Because sometimes what happens is that a person is working hard and he doesn't really see any material you know, benefits of that. But then remind yourself, the real reward is the reward of 
الْآخِرَةِ In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 32, we learn, قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ قُلْ هِيَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا This doesn't mean that good things are not for believers in this life. No, Allah promises that فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاتًا طَيِّبًا Allah will give a good life to a believer in this dunya. Right? قُلْ هِيَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا خَالِصَةً يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ But exclusively for them in the hereafter. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِن كَانَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَكَفَرْتُمْ بِهِ وَشَهِدَ شَاهِدٌ مِّن بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى مِثْلِهِ فَآمَنَ وَاسْتَكْبَرْتُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَوْ كَانَ خَيْرًا مَا سَبَقُونَا إِلَيْهِ وَإِذْ لَمْ يَهْتَدُوا بِهِ فَسَيَقُولُونَ هَذَا إِفْكٌ قَدِيمٌ وَمِنْ قَبْلِهِ كِتَابُ مُوسَى إِمَامًا وَرَحْمَةً وَهَذَا كِتَابٌ مُصَدِّقٌ لِسَانًا عَرَبِيًّا لِيُنذِرَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا وَبُشْرَى لِلْمُحْسِنِينَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهُ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ أُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا حملته أمه كرها ووضعته كرها وحمله وفصاله ثلاثون شهرا حتى إذا بلغ أشده وبلغ أربعين سنة قال رب أوزعني قال رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي وأن أعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إِنِّي تُبْتُ إِلَيْكَ وَإِنِّي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ نَتَقَبَّلُ عَنْهُمْ أَحْسَنَ مَا عَمِلُوا وَنَتَجَاوَزُ عَنْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ فِي أَصْحَابِ الْجَنَّةِ 